Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Thursday, January 4th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, a voice that sounds a little under the weather. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, This man in college was a Heisman finalist, a transcendent talent at Penn State. Yes, the pride of the Nittany Lions. Coming out of college, he was the 100th overall draft pick. So if you are a Heisman finalist and then you're the 100th overall draft pick, what does that tell you? I'll tell you what it tells you. If you extrapolate, you don't have to go too far. It tells you that... This man came out of college at a time when his talents were not appreciated the way that they are now. In the pros, he had an eight-year career with two different teams, and he finished his career on the mountaintop. He won the prize of all prizes. This man is a Super Bowl champion. This man is the real Mike Robb. Let's welcome back to the pod the real Mike Robb. Michael Robinson, welcome back to the podcast, What's sir. going down? I'm sorry that I sound a little under the weather, but it's all good. My energy's still there. I know you. Yes. I know it is. It always is. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen you, so Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. Happy Gregorian New Year to you. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, okay. Help, help us sinners March. understand what that means. The real New Year is in March, around the equinox, around March 20th, what, about March, March 21st. 21st. Yes. Yep, that is the true New Year's for the planet, that is when life, that is when vegetation, that is when we can eat stuff from the planet, that is when that stuff happens, that is the true New Year's. So can I infer from the fact that you reject January 1st as New Year's (laughs) Day, that you also reject New Year's resolutions, are you not the person who stands up in your family and says, I hereby resolve that I'm going to do X or I'm no longer going to do Y? No. No, we don't do New Year's resolutions at at the Robinson household. What we do is we set standards for the year. Standards for the year. I love this. So we're going to work out in the mornings, my kids. We're going to, you know, read um, two chapters every single day before we go to, you know. Those are standards for the year, for the Gregorian year. And then uh, when uh, March comes around, we stand up and we do our New Year's resolutions. People don't realize the reason why their New Year's resolutions barely work is because they're doing it during the wrong time of the year. 
I love this. Uh, uh, <laughs> Don't get me going. <laughs> you, uh, sta- no, but I really like this, listener, because I'm going to take a little bit of this, and maybe you will too, uh, a little bit of a standards check. Take this time of year to kind of recommit, there to reaffirm go. what your standards are, and maybe raise the bar just that little bit to, uh, you know, to elevate the standard, just well, that little bit. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. If you're not evolving, you're dying. It is natural selection. Okay, I am your host, NFL (laughs) Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And on today's show, I kind of want to just pick Michael's brain about a few things that are in the news today. Uh, Certainly, A.J. Brown, what's going on at Philly in that locker room, outside that locker room. I want to ask you a little bit about the Cowboys. They're a fascinating team. I think there's some Cowboys fatigue in our world. I have felt that for the last quarter of a century, and yet my fatigue is being replaced by real intrigue. I'm fascinated by this team. I want to ask you about the Ravens. I want to ask you about the Dolphins. Um, And I want to ask you about your career. In fact, let's start there. Let's start with your career. Eight seasons, two different teams, Niners and Seahawks. You won the Super Bowl, of course, with the Seahawks. I was at that game. It was a magnificent performance by you guys. Let's talk about that year, that team. When did you know that this was a team headed for the playoffs and capable of a deep playoff run? Ooh, probably the start of the playoffs the year before. The start of the playoffs of the 2012. Year that was rookie. I mean, that was a Russell Wilson's rookie year, and, and for all of our Seahawks fans out there listening. Um, if you remember, we finished that season like averaging like 40 points. We were we blew the dogs off of San Francisco. I mean, we beat the mess out of them. Yeah, we you went did. To you Buffalo. beat them 42-13. I mean, we really beat them up. I mean, you went was, to Buffalo and beat them 50 to 17. Oh, that was in the cut. That was in Canada. That was in Canada. We played that overseas, oh and I got a goodness. story about that. And the that week one. before that, you beat the Arizona Cardinals. You beat the brakes off the Cardinals 58. Zip. Yeah. That's rude, bro. We, we went on we, we we went on a run and like we caught our second win at the right time. It was so going into that playoff, like I felt like we was gonna win it that year, but it was something you you felt like, oh, this is gonna be a we're gonna be doing this for a while. Okay, so you won seven of eight games heading into to finish out the regular season that year, including and it almost bears repeating, listener. Um, here are their seven wins. Beat the Vikings 30-20 beat the Jets 28-7, then had a fortuitous bye week. And yet, very unlike Seahawks, very unlike Pete Carroll teams, lost out of the bye week on the road against the Dolphins 34-21. But then you righted the ship. In overtime the next week, you beat the Bears 23-17. And then, points of Palooza, you beat the Arizona (laughs) Cardinals 58-zip. That is rude. Then you went away to Canada to beat the Bills 50 to 17. We went crazy, bro. Man, the last time a team put up 50 straight points in back-to-back weeks, I'd like to know what that is. The week after that, you beat your old Niners team 42 to 13. We beat the and then the Rams, you finished the regular season with a win against the Rams 20 to 13. So, you go into the playoffs assuming, thinking, not assuming, you don't assuming nothing. I know you. You didn't assume anything. Nope. But you thought to yourself, we may have it. We may have what it takes to to win it all your first game was against my washington then redskins now commanders and you won that game pretty handily it was a 10 point spread in the end i remember that game 24 14 rg3 got hurt rg3 uh, got hurt that's lead. exactly yep. right I scored then a touchdown too. the next week as a wild card you were on the road you went to play the atlanta falcons what happened in that game this was a 
This was a very, very memorable Tony playoff freaking game. Tony Okay, 30-28, a two-point yeah. game. Lost Tony to Gonzalez Falcons. happened, and I love Marcus Trufant. That's my guy. But all he had to do, okay, was continue to back up. Do not let the pass go over his head. They got in field goal range with like 20-something seconds left. And, yeah, they kicked a long one to beat us. And I remember being on the bus after that game, and I called Patrick Willis, and I said, boy, you got so lucky. <laughs> I called, and I text uh, Navarro Bowman. I said, you boys got so lucky because you knew what was coming. You knew forces coming, powers coming, Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode, Mike Robb, all of us, we're coming. And you guys got lucky. Okay, now yeah. I should Sorry, think, I, got it. I, got I should think that human nature is such, and we see it all the time when you talk about Super Bowl hangovers, when you talk about teams that struggle to kind of, you know, to, to heal the wounds of a disappointing season. You guys ended that season in disappointment, and yet you hit the ground running the next year. So we talk about. to me about that offseason, the offseason before the 2013 Seattle Seahawks campaign, a campaign in which they went 13-3 and in the regular season, they won the NFC West, and they stampeded to a dominant Super Bowl win over the Denver Broncos. That was a quote-unquote cold-weather Super Bowl. It was at MetLife <laughs> in New Jersey. It wasn't cold. It was no. beautiful. Beautiful, perfect beautiful. day, um, and you guys, man, you ju you guys finished a, a remarkable season. But take me to the off season. Did you know then that we were going to build on last year's disappointment, and we still have the bones, we still have what it takes to do what we intend to do as players in this league, win, a, free, win a freaking Super Bowl? Absolutely. I remember being in the locker room after that Atlanta game, and it was all about, guys, keep this feeling right now. Keep this feeling of disappointment, of being pissed, of being upset. Keep this feeling. Like, we wanted the next game, whether it's preseason, whether it's the first regular season game of the following year, we wanted it to just feel like it was the next week after that loss. We wanted to still feel the pain and the bite and the sting from that because it literally propelled us. So every single workout, that's what we're talking about. Remember the pain. Remember the pain. We want to feel that pain because it definitely fuels you for the next year. It fueled you to an incredible beginning to the season. You guys started 11-1 and one that season. Then you took a tight two-point loss to your 49ers. Yep. You're now 11-2. and two. You beat the Giants. Then you lose again to the Cardinals. So you lose two games in three weeks at, in the back half of a season. Now, this anecdote, sit up, all of you whether you're a Steelers fan, whether you're a Texans fan, whether you're a Packers fan, whether you, all of the teams that are either in the frame but could fall out or in the conversation and could fight their way in, even if you need a little bit of help, this is where this story really plays for me. You lose two games in three weeks, and I should think that the story around this team became something negative, became yep. something worrisome. How do you keep the story within the team positive, looking forward and still determined and intentional to do it. Well, we had a cheat code that what I don't was think your cheat that code? I don't think any other team but maybe one team in the National Football League today has. This is a TA podcast exclusive. Michael Robinson, the real Mike Rob is about to reveal the cheat code of the 2013 Super Bowl champion Seattle Seahawks. What was it? Eternal optimism from our head coach. That's he it. Never let us even think about the negative. He just never, he just wouldn't let it happen. There were times we would lose, and he'd say, I know we lost that game, but guess what? The sun's coming up tomorrow, guys. He'd smile in the back of the plane. He'd say, we're not even going to watch this tape. We're not going to even watch it. And you bought it. It we, worked. Well, 
None of us had won anything. Because to some people, that might sound like Ted Lasso-ish kind of, oh, please. The man had won multiple championships in college. He's had the experience. None of us had won anything. Yes. So it's like, well, we got to listen to him. He knows. And we've been listening to him. This this compete mantra and all of this, it made us one of the most dominant teams in the NFL that we could feel it. And so it was like, yeah, we were going through some negative stuff, but the cheat code in Pete Carroll just wouldn't allow us to dwell on anything negative, like anything. After a loss, we'd all come in on Mondays kind of sulking a little bit. He'd have music videos going. He'd have the music blast, and he'd be dancing. And you're just sitting there like, is this real? Like, I remember when I first got to you, like, is this authentic? Like, is this real? This can't be real. I, and here's the thing. I don't want to go too far down the road of questioning <laughs> this because I, I got to tell you, Michael, I know that I know that cool people in our world really reject that kind of the positivity that makes people groan a little bit, that makes people wince a little bit. It does feel inauthentic when you're not when you're not used to being surrounded by joyful, positive people. But man, what you're saying, I totally gravitate towards that. I love that. I want more of that in my life. I want more of that in our league. And if you if you could put yourself right now, let's say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Todd Bowles, channel your inner Pete Carroll because that was a bad loss to the Saints, but you are still in a win-and-in scenario. Matt LaFleur. You're the keepers of the seventh seed in the NFC. You are win and in. Shane Steichen and the Colts, D'Amico Ryans yes. and the Texans. You guys have something to play for. Mike Tomlin, we know what a we know what a player motivator he is. Now he needs a lot of help, but job number one is to beat the Ravens. Absolutely. And the Steelers have every intention of doing that. And the teams that have the teams that are more likely to pull off the wins that they need in week eighteen are the ones that I should think, Michael, if we're listening to you, are the ones that have that cheat code that can put away the doubts, put away the last loss, put away the last bad play that maybe me as a player, I as a player, was responsible for, focus on what I know I'm capable of, focus on what I know this team is capable of, stay positive, stay joyful, and go get a win, goddammit, get a win. Get a win. What People don't realize, what, and this is not just in sports but in life, whatever you focus on, becomes your reality. Mm. So if you focus on the negative and all the mistakes you've made, then guess what? You find yourself in games looking for the opportunity for a mistake to happen. You're looking for an excuse not to win. And we needed a catalyst, which ended up being Pete Carroll, to basically go into each one of our brains and completely change that. And that's what happened. And now I live my life that way. I just would not allow negative thoughts and negative situations to get into my purview. After that last loss of your season to the Cardinals, you finished the season with a win against the St. Louis Rams, the then St. Louis Rams. Won pretty handily that game, 27 to 9. You had a week off for the wild card round. Yep. And then you played the Saints in the divisional round. You won that game by eight. Tighter maybe than you would have expected. Tough game. Tough game. A little nervy. We were looking for San Francisco. That was already looking ahead. So when we talk in on our side of the fence in media and we say things like, well, I hope they don't get caught in a trap. I hope they don't. They're not looking ahead to the next game. That's not bullshit talk from media people. That's actually something that can and does happen inside an NFL locker room, guilty of looking ahead, even within the playoffs. Absolutely. Oh, my and goodness. I'm actually surprised to hear well, that. Well, 
it's a subconscious thing a lot of the time. Yeah, fair enough. You don't even really know it. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like, not like you're articulating. It's not like you're, you're not saying, sitting around oh, saying, oh man, hell with the Saints. Yeah, yeah. Right, I can't right. wait to get to the right, San right, Francisco right. if they course, win. You're not course. saying that. Right. It's one of those like I know I got the Saints. I know we got Drew Brees coming in here. I know I got Jonathan Vilma to block and all of those things. But boy, I'd love to put my hands on Patrick Willis. Yes, sir. Boy, I'd love to play those Niners. Yes, sir. Especially for me, it was my old home. So, you know, it's, it's kind of that thinking. So you win the divisional round 23-15 over the Saints, maybe in spite of being guilty of looking ahead even subconsciously to the <laughs> Niners, who you faced in the conference championship game the next week. 23-17, you won that by six. Anything that happened in that game that felt like a turning point? Uh, was there a moment that you were challenged most as a player or as a team and you rose to that challenge? Because every team we're talking about, this week in week 18 and then the weeks to come will face a moment like that. What was the moment that you had to cometh the hour, cometh the man? My listeners hear me say this all the time. What was the moment in that game for you guys? In my opinion. Yes, sir. It was the first ga- first play of the game. First play of the game. Take well, us back. It was a naked play. Uh, it was a fake to beast mode, and Russell fumbled the ball inside the 20. Interesting. The Niners recovered. We held them to a field goal. There you go. When I saw that field goal go up and I saw the Niners getting excited and I saw our guys coming off the field, I remember going up to Sherman saying, bruh, we're going to kick their ass. That was probably the hardest situation to start the game. I think that's fascinating. to, 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 To have that quick change. I mean, hell, half of our defensive guys were still warming up. We hadn't even started the game really yet. Isn't that interesting? Okay, because I love that. The worst possible start to a game. and yet Inside the 20. And yet it wasn't because your defense, this legendary Legion of Boom, held them to a field goal. So worst case scenario, uh uh-uh. We just scratched worst case scenario off. We erased that. This is second worst case scenario. Three points against, not seven. Let's go. Let's go win this. And the cheat code, I remember after the field goal, Stepping out on the side and turn around and he looked up. He was like, thank God. That was so awesome. We get a chance to show everybody how good our defense is now. And, and I'm like, this dude is amazing. Okay, I love this. <laughs> and, and then, of course, two weeks later at MetLife Stadium, a game that I should think 60 minutes of your life in terms of aggregate football play anyway, 60 minutes of your life that changed your life, I should think. Yeah. Um, all of the young people listening – all of the players who may be taking a moment out from their rigorous preparation for Week 18 who are listening, remind them of why it's worth it to go through what they're going through right now in preparation for the final week of the regular season. Remind them why we do this, because you were there. You know what it feels like. You have muscle memory of the tingle in your soul when you get to play on the biggest stage and when you get to prove on the biggest stage that you were worthy of being there. Well... You work your whole life for it, Drew. Like everything. Uh, I, I, I read a lot of books about people with near-death experiences and all of those things. And one thing you hear about uh, near-death experiences is you have a, your entire life goes through your memory. You go through your entire memory cycle, right? Your entire life. And I remember when we actually won the game. Let me, let me come, go back. I knew we were going to win the game a week and a half before we actually played the game. Like we knew it. We watched a quarter. I watched a quarter of prep, and me and Beesmo looked and said, "Oh my goodness, this don't have to be close." And we cut the tape off, and we just worried about us after that. 
I didn't watch nothing else about their defense. I could have cared less what Paris Lynn in the middle linebacker did. I could care less whether Von Miller played or whatever. We knew we won the game. We had already made that mental connection. And that's not disrespect of an opponent. No, that no, is, no. That is supreme confidence in self confidence and in, in unit. It's confidence in self. We knew we were going up against the greatest offense that ever played this game in Peyton Manning and all the records they broke. What happened at the beginning of that game? Oh, they, To them. Yeah, they fumbled. They fumbled. Safety. But they didn't make the they best of their worst case scenario. They never, recovered. they never recovered. They didn't have, no disrespect, they didn't have Pete Carroll on their sidelines. They didn't have the cheat code. They didn't. And uh, we used that and it propelled us to a, a Super Bowl win. We knew we were going to win that game. And I'm not going to lie, like, after that game and you see the Confederate fall, and I, I made that reference to your life flashing before your eyes, well, my football life flashed. And it was like, oh. I see when I played at Glen Lee when I was eight years old, I see my middle school team, I see my high school team, I see my liver and my kidneys failing that year, I see my mom working multiple jobs, I see, you know, so much, broken bones, seven fingers broken, like multiple surgeries, all of that stuff goes through your head and you're like, wow. It, it's almost like you're anticipating a feeling that you, you can't possibly get to. You know what I'm saying? Because for so long. I mean, I don't. I don't. But I'm looking in your face and I'm seeing the joy and I'm seeing even just a tiny little tuning fork twinge of emotion being re-stirred in your soul. And I think it's wonderful, man. I'm so I'm so glad for you that you had a chance to experience that. Man, I wish every football player can experience that. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> So listen up, all of you who are in the conversation in this playoff push. The odds may be against you. You need to win and you need help. Okay, well, don't worry about the help you need. Help yourself. Get the win. Summon up the joy, the positivity to be your best on Sunday when you need to be your best to get the dub that gives you a chance to get in this tournament. Or if you're a win and in team, well, win, damn it, win. Drew, you know who Jimmy Ray is? Jimmy Ray, remind me. He was the first black quarterback to win a national championship. He Tennessee? Was off, he was an off uh, Michigan State. Michigan State, forgive me. So, no, clearly he, I he didn't know He was an offensive Jimmy coordinator was. in yes, the league for a long yes, time. Sir. He was my coach in uh, San Francisco. He was one of my office coordinators when I was there. And he used to talk to me about winning championships. And he used to always say, Mike, you want to put your name in indelible ink. And I remember when he first said it, I'm afraid he was mumbling. I'm like, Jimmy, what the hell are you talking about, man? You know, it's like, man, you want, indel- you want indelible ink. You want to be able to go back to whatever city for the rest of your life. You want to bring your, grand- your, your, your grandkids, your kid, and you want to feel that love from giving that city a championship. And that was when I was at San Francisco. It was years later before I actually won a Super Bowl. And again, after that life flash of your football life, I heard his little voice. I'm like, damn, Jimmy, I appreciate you, man, because that's I got hurt that last year, and the only reason why I came back is because I knew we had a championship team, and I wanted my name in indelible ink to live on forever. And that's what it was all about. You, I'm certain, gathered a lot of trophies in your career. Um, I, me- I remember watching, I remember watching major championship golf with my father when I was a little kid, back when you know Arnold Palmer and Gary yeah. Player and. Lee Elder and Jack Nicholas are still playing. And I remember that scene that we've seen countless times, no matter what the sport is. When the when the winner is known, mm-hmm. even if the game isn't over, even if the, the 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 tournament isn't done, the winner is known. And they go to that shot of that the old man. It's usually an old yeah. man, right? <laughs> with his with his monocle on and he's <laughs> carving the name yeah. into the metal. And it's permanent now. It's legit. And there was something about that. So when you talk about indelible ink and Jimmy Ray, and, and I, I think of that sort of that permanent etch, that's not going anywhere. That's going to be around for a long, long time. That's going to be on that trophy as long as that trophy is around. Man, there's something so special about that. Michael, I'm so grateful for your time giving us a kind of an emotional foundation, I think, this bedrock from which to build, on which to build this new sensation this new possibility as we sit here now on thursday before the final games of the regular season and then who the hell knows what's going to happen in the three four five weeks after that but before i let you go let's apply what you feel and what you know and what you went through as a player to what you are seeing now amongst some teams that we thought at the beginning of the season would be in the conversation teams like Maybe the Cowboys, teams mm-hmm. like the Chiefs, 
always have a chance with a guy like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, we say. Teams like the Dolphins, who who very quickly proved to be something mystiful, mystical and dizzying and mm-hmm. mystifying and wonderful to watch on their day. Teams like the San Francisco 49ers, your San Francisco 49ers, who may just have the most impressive offensive scheme in the NFL, and they may have one of the better defenses to balance it. Teams like the Baltimore Ravens, the minted Lamar Jackson, the new offensive coordinator, the culture that seems to be stronger than any other culture in the NFL, maybe except for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who somehow refuse to have losing seasons under Mike Tomlin's charge. Teams like the Philadelphia Eagles, who got so close to the mountaintop that you know well, you know what it feels like to breathe the thin air of Everest. The Eagles were right there. And now they seem to be devolving. That long intro is getting me to a question about the Eagles. Is there anything you could say to A.J. Brown in light of yesterday's news, in light of him having to explain himself, apologize to his teammates, defend what's happening within a locker room? Can you fix that? Is there a cheat code to fix what's happening with the Eagles? Is there a cheat code to finish to, to fix what's happening with a Jaguars team that, like the Eagles, have lost four of five games? Is there a cheat code to, to pull out of a swirl this late in the season when you still harbor hopes of winning something significant? You just got to control the things that you can control. And I know that sounds cliche. But it truly is what you have to do. You have to have a focus just on the things that you have the ability to change. Like for A.J. Brown, I know he's a little probably upset because he's not getting the ball like he did the first eight games. They're not winning either, right? And so for him, he's looking like, well, when I'm getting the ball, we were winning. I'm not getting the ball so much. We went four and four the last eight games. Doesn't take a genius to let you know what, what, the, what the quick fix is. But he has to understand he's also signed a $100 million contract. And I remember my, my, my old friend uh, Richard Sherman said uh, in this league, money is your respect. Money, the business side, lets you know what your role is on the team a lot of the times. And because he got that big contract, because he puts up so many yards and he does so many great things on the football field, he is a leader in that locker room. And so I've noticed it since week four, right, when maybe he doesn't get the ball when he thinks he should get it or maybe a call didn't get – call that he thinks he should have a pass interference play on his body language is not that of what a leader's body language should look like yes. i just told you what the cheat code was for yes. our team and yes. Pete Carroll. joy his body language is always positivity positive, right and what that does is that breeds hope out of the guys following you and the biggest thing a leader can have in his team is people having hope in you Right, because you know you can do you know you can do some do the things to lead this team. But if they have hope in you, that means they're going to be following you, watching you, and they're going to elevate their game because they don't want to disrespect you. They don't want to let you down because you're the team leader. Yes, sir. And so I, I just don't know if there's somebody with enough that's big enough on that team. Because when I say big, I'm not talking in size. I'm talking personality. I'm talking bravado. I'm talking maybe the quarterback needs to say something. I'm talking maybe Fletcher Cox or somebody like that. Yes, sir. To go over to A.J. Brown and say, bruh, this ain't how you do it. Yeah. You could have said the same thing. about You could have you could have uh, criticized coaches and all of those things to us in here. Yeah. This is a safe space. This is a safe space, bruh. Yeah. yeah. But I think a few years ago, the athlete has changed because of this thing called social media. Yes, sir. And so – 
I don't believe our young people in the league understand or really know how to deal with negative situations that well. Because when things aren't going your way on social media, you can just block, erase, whatever, and you yeah. start, a, start yeah. anew to get the likes that Look, you want. This is hard as it. a human being to be challenged and to be criticized and to be told that maybe you need to right a wrong. But I think Michael Robinson's translation, certainly for you, A.J. Brown, is a simple one, and, and I think it's a good one, and one that you can metabolize. They paid for a leader. The Philadelphia Eagles paid for a leader. Uh, you seem to be only seeing one half of that leadership role. A leader on the field, yes, absolutely, and you're right. They should feed you more. They should feed you all day, but the other half is that leader off the field. So be that. Uh, be that more this week, and maybe next week you guys can turn this thing around and prove us all wrong who say that you can't win in the playoffs if you go into the playoffs playing like you're playing. Last question for you. Dallas Cowboys can't win on the road. They can't beat good teams. Uh, Miami Dolphins can't beat good teams. Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, waited too late. Uh, the L.A. Rams are really good, but they're just too old. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, oh, they're done. There are so many narratives, so many negative narratives about so many teams. The San Francisco 49ers, they were, they were shown up by the Ravens. They're simply not good enough. You can go team by team by team. The only team that is not saddled with a narrative like that is the Baltimore Ravens. If I were to offer you a Baltimore Ravens-Buffalo Bills AFC Championship game and a San Francisco 49ers-LA Rams NFC Championship game, would you be surprised? No, I would not be surprised at all. Would you be surprised if the Cowboys make the championship game? Yes. I would too. Would you be surprised if the Niners don't make the championship game? Yes, I would be surprised. Would you be surprised if the Ravens don't make the championship game? Yes, I would. Final question, would you be surprised if the Chiefs don't? No, I wouldn't. It's just not the year for them. No, it's not. Uh, uh, the, the way that they play offense is not sustainable. Um, they don't have any threats on the outside, outside of uh, Travis Kelsey. They can't run the football like, um, you know, like the Baltimore Ravens because their quarterback, you know, um, isn't involved in the run game. So it's all on the offensive line and the defense is going to always out leverage them. Um, yes, they have the best quarterback in the world, but he's only one out of 11. Okay, so last question. I lied. Here's the last it's question. All good. The team not named the Baltimore Ravens or San Francisco 49ers. Let's assume that they are what they are. The two best teams in the tournament. If they're not the playing best in the team Super in the Bowl, AFC, it's a, it's the best a team in the NFC. The team that you would be happiest for or least surprised by not named the Ravens or the Niners to win Super Bowl 58. Oh, I mean, it's the Bills. It is, isn't it? It, it really is. But the it's Bills. not just because of your affection no. for them and devotion to them. It is, in fact, because of the product that they're putting out on the field right now, which is almost second to none. Yeah, they balling. They're balling. I mean, they are. And, and Josh Allen, uh, to me, needs to start to get the accolades <laughs> that he is, his tools and his toolbox so much deserving. I mean, the, the guy can play football. Um, they didn't necessarily play as well as I wanted them to play against uh, New England last week. But, I mean, this team can get hot, and they got one of those guys. They got one of the three or four human beings walking the planet that can beat you. And that's Josh Allen. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> special guest michael robinson for keeping it real as you always do thank you sir no doubt always good to be here and i want to invite the listener to join us tomorrow that's friday for friday answers to weekend questions the big question who wins and who doesn't who makes the playoffs and who doesn't who gets there who falls short who gets in the club who is arm barred at the door sorry you're not on the list those questions will be answered ahead of time. So if you don't like to predict the future, uh, don't tune in because we're going to tell you what the future is tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Looking for a better solution to keep your firearms in high-performance condition? Visit RiptideArmory.com for the most advanced proprietary gun cleaning formula on the market. Right now, get up to $40 off any cleaning kit for a limited time on RiptideArmory.com and take advantage of this amazing deal today. Riptide's two-step cleaning kit offers state-of-the-art technology and guaranteed satisfaction. Riptide Armory is a veteran-founded business, and you can trust that all chemicals are American-made and quality-tested. Shop RiptideArmory.com.